prophetic ministry, evangelistic, and others. Good morning, everyone. God bless you all on this beautiful day. Some of you didn't make it to church this morning because it was too cold. But I remember when we were kids, we used to play a game. When it was 40 below, we would run outside barefoot. And we would see who could stand it the longest. It's good to remember those days. Puts things in a whole new perspective. We live here. We shouldn't be afraid of the cold. Hallelujah. Praise God. I just want to give a blessed life moment this morning. And I just want to read Malachi chapter 3. And I don't think I've ever done this before. I never had to. Because when I was in Mexico, there was always somebody that would do it for me. Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 says, Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, Wherein have ye robbed me? In tithes and offering. Verse 10 says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive. Oh, hallelujah. And then verse 11 goes on to say, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. And so the first word is a hard word. But oh, the promise that God gives. He said, prove me now in this. And see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you cannot receive. And that's a place we enter by faith, where we believe and we trust that God is Lord, that he is king, that he is over everything that's going on in this world, that he can change the circumstances in our lives, and he can rebuke the devourer. You don't have to pay your tithes. I remember the old Lutheran preacher said once, he said, if you're given 1%, he said, raise the bar. Give 2%. That's really not what a tithe is. But that's Lutheran thinking. 
But when you pay your tithe to the devil, he doesn't ask for 10%. Sometimes he asks for 20. And sometimes he asks for 30. And sometimes he takes it all in money that you don't even have. I remember something that Billy Graham said. He said, the greatest riches in the kingdom of God is learning to do without. Because when you do that, you're no longer feeding the flesh, but you're learning to walk in the spirit. And that's where the joy and the power of God reigns and rules is in the spirit. We need to learn to walk in the spirit. He also tells the story about when he was in Russia. And he looked up at the goal, that red star, that communist red star. And he asked somebody, he said, what does that star represent? And he said, the five points of that star represents the five continents of this world. And the blood, the color red, that stands for the blood that will be shed for communism to conquer the whole world. Think about that. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I will open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you cannot receive. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And that's the promise that we have when we give. Jesus, when he was on this earth, he was a little softer. He said, give, and it will be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, will I pour out into your bosom a blessing that you cannot receive. Oh, hallelujah. There is a law of giving. It's a spiritual law. That if you give, then you will also receive. And so, Jesus always said, let it be according to your faith. We believe. Therefore, we give. so that we can become a blessing. Hallelujah. Because we know that Jesus gave it all on the cross. Just want to share a couple of scriptures this morning. Hebrews 
And it's interesting that when the pastor got up here, he was praying, singing about the power of the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 9.22 says that without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. That's the work that was done on the cross. Oh, hallelujah. Revelations chapter 12, verse 11. Says they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And so we overcome the same way. We overcome by the power of the blood, hallelujah, and by the word of our testimony. And the word that we speak is the word of the Lord. Jeremiah, he put it a different way. He said the word is like fire. It's like a hammer that breaks the rock. Oh, it breaks the rock to pieces. There is no power that can come against the blood of Jesus or against the word of God. When we stand in faith, well, somebody said, you know, Elvis, the king of rock and roll. But he said Jesus was way ahead of that because we stand on the rock. And our name is written on the rolls in heaven. Hallelujah. And nothing else matters. No matter what the devil says, no matter what the devil does, we stand on that rock. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord says, Psalm chapter 34, verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamps about those who love him. Now, have you ever been camping? You set up camp. It takes a while. That means you're going to stay a while. Think about that. The angel of the Lord encamps about you. It isn't like they just show up once in a while. They're there. They're there all the time. As long as we're standing firm on that rock and as long as we're speaking the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. And we don't get caught up in the lies of this world. The angels are there to protect us. I could tell stories about angels. The pastor asked me the other day, he said, were you an elder? He said, when such and such happened in the church... And I said, oh, yes, I remember that. I was there. But what I really remember was going home that night. And what's so special about this is it happened in Ten Strike. It didn't happen in California or Mexico or Albania. It happened in Ten Strike. I'm driving away, and after that board meeting we were at, I'm thinking, what am I doing here? 
you know, maybe I should just resign and do something else. And I'm driving down the road, and I just left the city limits. And I remember a deer stepped out in front of me. It ran in front of me, and I almost hit it. And then another one stepped out. And I was too close to that one. And I hit it. And I could see my fender crumpling up. I could hear the breaking glass where it broke the headlight. And then all of a sudden, it's like a wind came. And the speed of light, that car backed up a quarter mile. And I'm trying to process this with my mind. And you know, some things are hard to process. And I'm driving down the same road. And I get to the same spot. And a deer jumps out and runs in front of me. And then another one jumps out. And I just barely missed it. And I'm still trying to process what happened. If you ask me if I believe it, I was there and I saw it. And I still, I'm not sure I believe it. I don't expect you to believe it. But things happen. There are angels out there. I never saw an angel that day. But I remember another time coming back from Mexico. Crossed the border. And I was at a bus stop. But you know, some bus stops, there's just a little ticket booth on the outside of a window. And I went and I looked. It's closed. It says the bus runs at 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock at night, it's dark. And I'm looking around and I thought, this is not a good place to be in the dark. And I'm going to have to wait here for hours. I thought I'd grab my bag and I'll walk over to the road and start hitchhiking. And it wasn't long, I was in, L I was in L.A., Or I was in San Diego, I think. And I got a ride just immediately, so fast. I thought, wow, the Lord is good. The guy picks me up, brand new car, paper license plates in the back window. He just bought it. I thought, well, this is awesome. And I get in that car, and I start talking to this guy. And then I started sharing the gospel with him. And that didn't go over so good. He got upset. The more I preached to him, the more upset he got. And the faster he started driving. Pretty soon he starts passing cars on the left. He starts passing them on the right. This is Interstate 5 between San Diego and L.A., it's probably 10 lanes. He gets up to 100 miles an hour. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, as of this moment, he no longer has control of his mind. 
Satan has control of his mind. And then just before he hit some guardrails, he just turned that steering wheel and drove off the freeway. And we're flying through the air at 100 miles an hour. And I had time to say one short prayer. Lord, I put my life in your hands. And then it's like my spirit came out of my body and I'm up in the air looking down at the car, flying through the air. And I saw myself sitting there. And I saw an angel sitting on two angels, one on either side of me. And I remember that car bounced. And it bounced again. And I didn't have my seatbelt on. And my head hit the top of that car, hit that metal frame on the top of the door. I could feel the bones in my neck break. And I thought, well, this is it. The car finally hit an embankment at the bottom and folded up like an accordion. My head broke the windshield. And after that was all over, I'm sitting down in the bottom. I thought, I wonder if I'm still alive. I wonder how many bones are broken in my body. I've been in lots of car accidents. And you do it real slow. Is this arm broke? No, I think that one's okay. How about this one? I finally decided that I was fine. Nothing had happened to me. And the driver of that car, I said, what you tried to do, you tried to commit suicide. And I said, it's a sin to take the life that God has given you. I said, you need to repent for what you just did. And I led him in the sinner's prayer. He received God as his savior. And I walked away from that without a scratch. And even the next day, I thought, man, I was in a car accident like that. I should be beat up, I should be bruised. I should have a cut or a scratch on me somewhere. And I did not, because God has supernaturally saved me. Oh, hallelujah. You don't believe that story? Well, maybe you, maybe you believe this one. Remember Peter, he was in Joppa. Remember Aeneas? Laying in bed, sick of the palsy. And Peter walks up to him and says, The Lord Jesus Christ heals you. Make your bed. Get up and make your bed. And so news spread about what had happened. And there was a revival in Joppa. And then the story goes on. And it tells about a woman, her name was Tabitha, 
who was a disciple of the Lord, who was known for her good works and her giving of alms. She was also known for the costumes, the dresses, the coats that she made. And the Bible says she got sick and she died. And some of the people remembered that Peter was in Chapa. Now this happened in the village of Lydda. Now, when I was in Mexico and most of the world, it's a good walk from one village to the next. It's almost a day's walk. So they sent for Peter and they asked him to come hastily. Godspeed. That means please hurry. But you're on foot. It's going to take a while for him to get there. We don't know how long it took him to find Peter. But he did come. And when he got there, they took him to the upper room where she was laying. And the Bible says that the widows were weeping. And they were talking about all the good things that she had done. And Peter put them all out. He asked them to leave. And he got down on his knees and he began to pray. What he prayed or what he asked God to do, we don't know. The Bible only says that he turned around and looked at that cold body and he said, Tabitha, arise. And the Bible says that she opened her eyes. And when she saw Peter, she sat up. And then he grabbed her by the hand and he helped her up. And the Bible says that he presented her to the saints of God alive. Do you believe that story? Do you believe that God is well able? Do you believe that he can? Oh, hallelujah. But the good news is that revival broke out in Lydda. Peter hung around. He didn't leave. Who would leave when the glory of God is being poured out? That's when you want to stay. You want to stay in that move of the Holy Ghost. And I believe that's coming. It's time for that to come not only to America, 
but the ten strike. And it's happening right now. There are revivals going on now. I hear stories of, of what's happening in Santa Fe. Heroin addicts are being delivered and set free, and some of those people are rising up and preaching the gospel. In the power of the Holy Ghost, there are revivals taking place right now in California. Chicago, all over. They're pitching tents and they're preaching the gospel. And people come and say, you can't do this? And they'll say, but God told me to. And when God says to do it, oh, it's time. It's time to do it. It's time to start preaching the good news. That Jesus Christ is Lord. That he is the answer to everything that's going on in this world. To everything that's going on in your, your life. He's bigger than any problem, any circumstance that you have. He is God. He has not changed. He cannot change. And he honors his word. Oh, hallelujah. And so we need to walk in faith. We need to speak that word over our life and over our circumstances. Go back and read Deuteronomy 28. The big if clause in the Bible. You know, if my people, if you hearken unto God, you will walk if you walk in obedience to his word and do what he has called us all to do, to love God with our whole hearts and keep his commandments. It's that simple. then he will make us the head and not the tail. He will put us above and not beneath. Everything that our hand touches, he will bless. Oh, hallelujah. Sickness will not touch us. But it also says that if we do not keep the word, if we are not obedient, then we come under the curse. We come under the plague. We have opened the door to the enemy to attack us. We need to walk in that place where we are covered by the blood of Jesus, where we are surrounded by angels, where we are filled with the glory of God. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is right here on the inside. And what we're waiting for is that glory to manifest in our lives. And it will happen as we walk in obedience, as we walk in faith. Praising the name of Jesus. 
Oh, when all else fails, just praise him and thank him that it is done. They had to praise before the walls fell down at Jericho. So those walls in your life, sometimes we have to get over into that praise mode and praise him because he is God. He's working on our case. He knows what's going on. He's watching. But we get his attention when we begin to praise him and thank him that the answer is on the way. Oh, hallelujah. We know that it's the prayer of faith that moves God. We just need to get over there in that supernatural walk with him where we believe that the word is over every circumstance, over every situation, over every attack of the enemy, over every sickness and every disease, over every plan and every attack of the enemy, that God is bigger than that, that he has an answer, the answer is on the way, the angels are encamped about you. There might be a fight going on in the spirit world, but we believe that Jesus Christ already paid the price. Hallelujah. The price was paid on Calvary that we might be free. John 8, 32. For he whom the Son sets free will be free indeed. I remember when I joined the Lutheran church, the pastor said, you need to find a scripture. I didn't have a scripture. I really didn't have one. And I opened up my Bible, and I looked. John 8.32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Oh, Hallelujah. I believe it, and I walk in it. And when I got saved, I decided that I was going to walk with God no matter what happened. First thing that happened, my wife left, took the kids, disappeared. That same night, an angel of the Lord appeared to me and said, put your life on the line for Jesus because Jesus put his life on the line for you. Then he said, and for many days, you will walk alone. And so I thought, I'm going to put God to the test. I'm going to find out if this word is true. The Bible says, Jesus, that says right there, prove me in this. See if I will not open the windows of heaven. It says, prove me. We need to prove that word in our lives. 
We need to come before the throne of God and say, your word says, and I believe it, and I receive it now by faith, and I refuse to take no for an answer. And I'm still there today. I read Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. The Lord says, whom can I send? And Isaiah heard the voice of the Lord. Who can I send? Who will go for me? Isaiah said, Lord, send me. I'll go. Oh, we said, I'll go where nobody else wants to go. I can't preach and I won't preach. But I'll do whatever I can. I can build, I can, there's some things I can do. I said, I won't beg for money. Those are my conditions. I won't preach. I won't beg for money. But I'll go. And I went. And there's only one thing I can say. God honors this word. Every word in this book is true. Every promise in this book is for you and for this hour. Oh, hallelujah. This is the hour of the great awakening. This is the hour that God wants to revive and bring back his church. This is the great outpouring of the Spirit before the end times come. The last great awakening. Are we going to be part of it? Oh, we need to stand up and shout. Come, Lord Jesus. Come. Come, all ye that are heavy laden, bowed down. And I will give you rest. Hallelujah. One more scripture, Romans 5.1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That peace that passes understanding that the world is seeking for, but cannot find. Hallelujah. I just want to share a couple more scriptures before I close. Ephesians 2.13. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off, are made nigh by the blood of Jesus. For he is our peace, who has made both one and hath broken down the wall of partition between us. Oh, hallelujah. Because of the blood of Jesus, we can be one with Christ. And if we are one with him, that we can talk to him, we can fellowship with him, and he can talk to us. 
and he can lead us and guide us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. No, the Bible says preach the unsearchable riches of God. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by the spirit in the inner man. Oh, hallelujah. And Ephesians 3.20, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. And Ephesians 6.10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Oh, hallelujah. I was listening to a song this morning. The anchor holds. Though this ship is battered, the anchor holds. Though the sails are torn, I have fallen on my knees as I face the raging storm. The anchor holds. And Jesus is our anchor. Oh, hallelujah. As we close today, I would just like us to reaffirm our faith. But anyone listening in the sound of my voice today, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior, this is your day. He can change your life. And though we have said it a thousand times, it doesn't hurt to affirm our faith. Stand up with me today, wherever you are, if you're able. Lord, we just seek to come into your presence today. We just thank you, Lord, that your hand is on us, on our lives. That the dove of the Holy Spirit hovers over us right now to bless us. Say these words with me. Jesus, I believe that you are the son of the living God. That you died on the cross of Calvary that I might be free. That your blood washes away my sins. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong I have done. In thought, word, and deed, and omissions. Lord, I give you my life anew. I ask you to fill me now, Lord, and make me whole. In every area of my life, in my thought life, my prayer life, my study life. Give me a hunger for the Word of God. Change me. Renew me. Restore me. Thank you, Jesus.
for that dutiful power of your Holy Spirit that dwells and abides in me. Lead me and guide me to those in need and those whose hearts are open to receive the gift of salvation. Lord, I just pray a blessing on everyone here today. Father, I just thank you that even as I speak right now, as we stand in your presence, that we are being touched and restored, empowered, healed, strengthened by the power of your Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah, we receive that now by faith in the name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you that old things have passed away that all things have become new in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. We just thank you that you are God that has power to turn back the clock. Father, we just lift up our children wherever they are, our grandchildren, our families, those who are hurting, those who are lost. Father, we cry out for them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you that you have the power to restore, to reach out and touch them to send forth laborers who they'll listen to. Father, we just thank you. We thank you that you are Lord, that we are part of the great revival, that's the great awakening that's going to happen in America. We thank you that it's going to happen here in this church. Father, we thank you that this church is filled, that all the people don't fit that want to come. We just thank you for a move of the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, a supernatural move of your spirit, Lord, that will shake people, change lives, turn things around. Thank you, Lord. We just thank you that as we go, we go in your presence, Lord. We go in the power of your Holy Spirit. We thank you that this is going to be a good week that we're going to be hungry for the things of God. We're going to open our Bibles up and we're going to read. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We just thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord, for your goodness, for your grace, for your mercy, for your dutiful power that dwells and abides in us. And everybody said, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. You can keep that. You can stay on live stream here yet for a couple minutes. Thank you so much, guys. That was so good. Tim, if you have a song that's, that's there, you can go. You don't have to, but I mean, if you do have something. Um, the Lord is healing Kathy even as the morning goes on. She couldn't even what she had was on two crutches when she came in this morning. Um, just a couple of things here, and yeah, Gus, why don't you just stay there? <clears throat> the 2020, our TCC um, financial report for last year and the 2021 budget for this coming year will be available uh, in the foyer on the calendar there by the boxes these next few weeks. Um, and then also, I'm going to mention today that uh, thanks again to Doug and all those in the in the sound booth there, and the, but the live stream, and even like a morning like this, we see the great 
import of that. Uh, but uh, Doug had some folks to come in to look at the lighting so that we can it can be better for live streaming. And um, so we will be having that here, uh, making an order for those that lighting coming up. And we're opening it up for offerings for that uh, for these next few weeks also. So that's, if you want to give toward lighting in the sanctuary here, um, you can just indicate that and we'll receive those for the next few weeks. Um, we want to, we do express our sympathies to Pastor Dean in the passing of his father this last week, Oren Alonzo Patro. And, uh, we, you know, when one has that, we all have that, those, our sympathies are with you, and we just connect there with that. Um, Joyce mentioned earlier if someone's watching in Mexico, well, the truth is, normally someone does watch from Mexico. I believe, and you can let me know if this is correct, you're living in Morelia. Is that right, Morelia? <clears throat> and, uh, but, you know, wherever this goes, you know, that word, it's important, and it's, it's part of what God is doing in this day. And um, I looked up the word hale and hearty that we had at the beginning there, or Joyce did on her phone. And you know what it means? It means healthy. And we just declare this morning that we are all healthy, all of us here and those that are watching. Are we on this camera, Doug, right now? This one? Okay, you know, those that are watching, we declare you are hale and hearty. You are healthy. Because the Word of God, like Gus was saying, we're standing on the Word of God. And the Word of God says, surely, He, Jesus, that is, it was speaking of, surely He has borne our sicknesses, our griefs, and He has carried away our sorrows and pains. That is the Word of God. That's what the Word says. That's what we stand on. And we believe it. And see, we choose to believe it, and then we act as though it is true. So hail and hearty. And it is so true. The spirit realm is so true. It's so real. Gus was sharing instances of angels. And you know, you got angels right now. This room is full of them here. There's lots of angels here right now. And I believe as we worship God that they come and they're even sent forth as we worship. There's something about the connection of worship with angels. And they're sent forth as we sing praises unto him and as we sing forth his word and as we speak his word. One of the songs this morning, there's a sword in my mouth. Well, what is that sword? It's a sword of the word. It's powerful. The word of God is powerful. I was speaking by phone by, to someone this week and they were going through some pretty rough stuff. And I, the Lord just prompted me to say, you know what, the angel, there's an angel there with you right now. There are angels with you right now. And then 
after a little bit, I, I shared a number of scriptures. And there were scriptures for those going through tough situations. I had actually written them and put them together for my mom. When we were on the trip to Branson, I would read those to her as she was going through that hard time there. So I read those same scriptures to this person. And there were probably 15 scriptures or so. And I got done and, and he said, I've got to tell you something. I got to tell you something. While you were reading those scriptures, two angels came into my room. And he said, I could see through them, but they were there. They were kind of like, trans, what do you call it? Translucent or, you know, you could, but they were there. He said, they had long hair. They had these kind of robe type things on. And I started getting the, the God bumps as he shared that. He says, I can take the, the God bumps. And um, they're real, brothers and sisters. This is real, what we're talking about. The blood, the shed blood of Jesus for us is real. Jesus is real. And it's real. The truth is, this will make you free if you choose to believe it. Jesus really died. The Son of God, he really died and he really rose. He really shed his blood. He gave his blood. And he really rose again from the dead. Amen. Hallelujah. I guess you already prayed for healing, didn't you, for folks? Or do you have any more prayer in there, or are we ready to sing? Okay. Let's go, Tim. Let's go to whatever the Lord adds before we go. We'll just sing to the Lord here. If anybody like, like prayer, we're here. We yeah, would love to pray with prayer, you. Yes. Steve. 